You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Gold two standing by. <laughs> gold, gold something standing by. <laughs> I've got the, I've got the yellow microphone, so I'm gold oh, two. Oh, you can be uh, red five. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be orange fourteen. You need a better color microphone clip. Red nine standing by. Red two standing by. Red eleven standing by. Lock in attack position. Welcome to the Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. We are illustrious list tonight, but I am Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm uh, the Poobah. Hey, we're going to talk about Rogue One. I went to opening night. Lucky you. Big crowd. Oh, yeah. we They actually they had so many people in cosplay. Like They had some... Really awesome cosplay yeah, here. I don't know if Marietta. it was your pictures or somebody else's I saw online, but I put one on there. But they had even when the movie started, Darth Vader walked up and down the aisles. Like I was like, get the hell out of here! <laughs> I didn't go to the 3D version. <laughs> He's gonna start cutting people down at any moment. It was pretty good. Okay, first before we go, we this is like we're recording this just like two hours after we got the news that yeah, we have breaking Car- news yeah carrie fisher you know when you're listening to it who knows what condition she's in but a couple hours ago she had a massive heart attack on an airplane and she i just saw a few minutes ago that her brother said she is in stable condition mm-hmm. even though they were reporting she wasn't breathing for many minutes yeah as of 7 p.m her brother according to the ap said that she is now in stable condition yeah, I, so hopefully by the time this goes out, post Christmas, she'll be yeah, doing fine. fine. But oh, I do want to say, like you know, just comment on her. It made me start thinking about you know Carrie Fisher. We're talking Star Wars and just what she is to Star Wars. I, I thought the first thing I thought was she was the first, not the only, but the first action figure. Of a female I ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably true of all of us. Yeah, and I, uh, and it, what was really great about that character, even so far back then, and her, you know, is she could have been a damsel in distress, and instead she was like super strong, and she had an important job to do, and she didn't take crap from anybody, and you know, she was just well cast and 
did a great job, you know, well, being for, an example. Sure. For a long time, she was the only woman in the galaxy. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, I, I immediately thought, well, should I say a little prayer? Should, you know, the force is one with her. She is one with the force. The force is one with her. She is one with the put force. Put your stick down. <laughs> so, anyway, we so wish her the best. 2016. Yeah. It's coming to get us all. We're One just, more week. We're just running out the clock right now. <laughs> One more week. <laughs> we're in prevent defense mode. <laughs> Guard right. your elderly celebrities. That's right. So, what'd you guys think? Rogue One. Uh, first impression. Have you seen it more than once? I have not. Okay. I had intentions to. Once. Yeah. So you not. saw it opening night. Yeah. When did you I see saw it? it it opened, you saw it Thursday night, I saw it Sunday afternoon. I saw it Sunday night, they had a 10 o'clock showing on Sunday night. Oh, wow. Like, oh, nobody will be there, that'll be great. And? There's only uh, 25, 30 people. Oh, yeah. I had a pretty full theater, so. Well, then I was going in to the showing and I was running late, but uh, coming out of the show were the, our, our uh, friendly competition, Blind Wave Studios, <laughs> two of the guys from there, Eric and Shane, were coming out, I'd just seen that. A previous one he's like i've seen it three times he's seen it twice wow oh. my son my sunday night so they they are the star wars aficionados for sure apparently yeah i had intentions of seeing it again but couldn't yeah never uh had it in me i'm sure i will it's just getting there right now with christmas looming and all kinds of things happening but you know um, anything about the box office was it on par with everything else? Or? Um, I think I saw the opening weekend second best for December overall. Every uh, movie that comes out breaks a record. You know, it's like, oh, the best blockbuster <laughs> since, you know, the third Friday of the month with, no, you know, they just make up stats that everything is a record break. Well, I think The Force Awakens is still holding the record right now, and it's, and, uh, this one's number two. So. Yeah, well, those those theaters were super full last year, mm-hmm. every showing for quite a while. Yeah. Because that one I did go back to several times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there was there was a lot of stuff in this movie. Um, I'm sure anyone that's seen it has spotted more than a couple Easter eggs in it. But there were a lot of stuff just from the, the new Rebels Disney XD cartoon that's on right now that they've thrown in there to really connect the prequels with rebels to rogue one and into the first trilogy it's yeah i thought while i was watching i was like i bet some of these people cliff is gonna know who they are (laughs) yeah um like you know background people were there i know they supposedly there was a ship that was from yeah the ghost is definitely in a couple shots um some droid choppers choppers in in there very briefly we hear, um, oh gosh, what's her name? General, we hear the call out to General Hera. Yeah. Uh, Sindula. General Sindula. We hear that in there. And then. Bella? What? <laughs> old, uh, old crazy, crazy Saw Guerrero, of course, is. Yeah, whatever the heck that was. <laughs> yeah, I have a few questions to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I hopefully we, can answer some. Some. Yeah, so we're going to we're going to go over the plot a little bit. We're gonna uh, yeah, we're definitely going to spoil things. We're going to give our review. So this is a very spoiler filled episode. Yes. So if you haven't seen Rogue One yet, tune in a little later because yeah. we're going to go over every little nook and cranny. Yeah, yeah we'll go go through some. I'll list off some of the synopsis here and just comment as needed. 
course, it you know we get the in a galaxy far, far away. We got that much. Yeah. <laughs> no. But crawl. then, boom! Right into the action. No crawl. We're in the early years of the Galactic Empire, and the the elephant in the room. Immediately, we have to point out that the only the craziest thing about this movie is how far away Krennic parks that ship. <laughs> In the field. <laughs> it's like, guys, their driveway is like a hundred yards away from where you... It's got to be that flowing tape shot in I, I, I agree. I, I love that. I love watching them march up and stuff. But I was like, it, it struck me immediately. What the heck are they doing parking so far away? <clears throat> but we see, you know, Lyra Urso run off to warn her husband Galen Urso, Matt Mickelson, and their daughter Jen... Lyra calls Saul Guerrera, tells him that that they have to come. Galen says goodbye to his daughter and tells her he loves her by calling her Stardust. And I was like, foreshadowing. I was like, that's going to be something. (laughs) And Lyra also gives Jen a necklace, the kyber crystal. Yep. Telling her the Force will always be with her and she can trust him. And I believe the kyber crystal has like an inscription. In that Star yeah, Wars language, that, whatever, yeah. what is it, Star Arabish? Wars, Star Wars language? Yeah, yeah. the writing, mm-hmm. Arabish, I think it's called. Lukish, Lukish, Lukishi. Yeah, it says something about the Force is with you, or you are one with the Force, or something. So like explain that. kyber <clears throat> crystals to us. Well, of course, kyber crystals are what power... Force. Huh? Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows this. <laughs> kyber crystals are what are inside the lightsabers that... You know, power the blade. Right. So. What else do they use them for? Well, something else besides the, the Death back, Star. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Not besides the Death Star. For the Death Star, that's a, that's a big. Yeah. Thing. So uh, that's I when she put on that necklace, I'm like, oh, so she's gonna have to assemble a lightsaber at some point and save her. Yeah. You know, yeah, I thought it's like, oh, she's gonna drop that crystal in and. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been. I was expecting something like that too. And for people that didn't know going into this this movie, not having any Jedi in it. We have the Force. We have people... Force-sensitive. Yes. But no Jedi at all, other than you right. know, Darth Vader. It's a war movie. It's a war movie without Jedi. Yes. Wait, if you want... Honestly, we have been jedi to death. I agree. We we did not... We didn't get that so much in the original trilogy, but man, those prequels, they were like... that. We were starved for <sighs> Jedi, and now I'm full. You know? <laughs> I, it was... It was I, I like it sprinkled through. I like how, mm-hmm. you know, the amount that's in the original trilogy, the amount in The Force Awakens. Now, we didn't get any. Okay, we're cleansing our palate here. <laughs> Maybe before we go back to the Star- Skywalker saga. And that may be part of just our age, because we all grew up with the original trilogy, which there wasn't a lot of Jedi. You had Obi-Wan. You had yeah. Yoda, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, if they had tried to shoehorn in a Je- you know, you'd have to explain, you know, the Jedi's are all yeah. hiding, like just where this falls in the timeline. Yeah. You know, we couldn't have a bunch of Jedi running around. Right. Right. And it's, that was, that was good. So, it, go ahead. I, well, yeah, I will say that I, I loved the opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best part because of the movie. I, I, <laughs> to thought, me, I loved it. I, but just like the feeling I got of like, cause I didn't read anything about the synopsis. I don't yeah. know who the characters, I knew some of the actors that were going to be mm-hmm. in it, but I didn't know who they were. And this is the first time since the first movie where it just started and I didn't know what was going on. It was fresh. Like they could have played it really safe 
and opened on Yavin 4 and an X-Wing flies by and like yeah. things were familiar. But like, no, we just started. Who is this person important? What's going on? Right. Who's this bad guy? Like it was all new characters, all new plot. And I was like excited by that. Like here's some new stuff from Star Wars. And I love both those actors. Mad Mickelson mm-hmm. was awesome. He just looks like he belongs in this world. Yeah. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn is a awesome villain. I loved him in Bloodline. I, lo- I love him in everything he's in. And he was fantastic. He, was mm-hmm. he, he had the appropriate amount of, ballpoint pins on his jacket <laughs> like that's that. the elephant in the room yeah that we're, we're <laughs> guys if, if in so, the galaxy we, i have yet to hear anybody i mean i've heard plenty of complaints or comments online nobody's talking about the pins uh. if you see this movie go back i caught i commented a message to these guys once i saw the pins and in this first scene he, you know that Krennic's right got away. the pins. I'm like, okay, what's he doing with them? What, you know, are those different colors? You know, <laughs> do they write everything? I don't know. And then next Space thing I know, Crayola. everybody's got a slot on their jacket. Yeah. They've all got their freaking old navy jackets, and they and they've all got pins stuck in every crevice. And I'm and nobody wrote anything down ever. But well, that's what we needed the crawl. Like there was a pin shortage in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I commented. Star I just, Wars. I just remember by Gillette. <laughs> I just remember Michael saying, "Well, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I think Jordan's watching it now." And I loved when you came out. And you put so many pins. <laughs> it was like good. I'm not the only one that saw it. Anyway, but yeah. but the way just his outfit flapping in the wind and just the. The weather they picked for that moment and everything. It was just a beautiful scene. I mm-hmm. loved it. Loved it. And Galen meets him out there. He, he's a, you know, Krennic's a high-ranking Imperial Senator. Tries to get him to come back to work for the Empire. They're wanting him to work on the Death Star, you know. Right, and now none of us in this room have read Catalyst, correct? Which is the precursor to correct. this movie. Yes. Okay. I got a little bit of info bits and pieces on this. My understanding is Krennic and Galen are more or less college buddies. Okay. Is it, are we talking a recent book? Is yes. Like, yes. It came out con- right before the okay, movie. So it's in continuity. Months, this yes. isn't old Republic No, this stuff. is okay. new uh, okay. continuity. And, uh, so apparently they know, they have a vast history. They know each other. And Krennic's one of these, you know, classic Imperials trying to get high up in the Empire. With all these big goals and all this stuff. And, and, um, Galen apparently is some kind of, obviously, this brilliant mind who has more or less discovered, um, Krennic was using, Galen's research was supposed to be an energy, using it for the good of the galaxy. Krennic twists it and somehow, you know, comes up with this Death Star thing and it's going to be a weapon and all this stuff. But Krennic's not smart enough to do anything with it. He needs Galen. So that's when Galen and Mira uh, decide to separate from him and take off and go into hiding. Lyra? Yeah, Lyra, sorry. That's all right. Um, That's more or less what I got from Catalyst. Okay. and I, I like you know, we we kind of get that without knowing yeah, every it's detail. Yeah, it's great. It's nice that there are those books. Yeah. Somebody wants to delve further into it, but but it didn't. There wasn't a ten minute scene of them arguing about correct know, their high school days or whatever, which like, is what we love about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> all those yeah. Senate uh, discussions from right. the prequels. Yeah. So all the Lyra sh- comes out with a gun. You know she's trying going to shoot Krennic. Only hits his arm. She's killed. 
Stormtrooper toy is discovered, so they know that there's a kid around. I tell yes. the Stormtrooper toy. <laughs> My son looked over at me. He had not seen that in the previews or, or whatever months ago, and he just looked over like, what? And then I was like, you had one. Yeah. <laughs> and then and they go, you know, chase to try to find Jen, but she ran away and hid under the fake rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we see. Yeah, so obviously they had a plan. They knew yeah. the Empire one day would come back right. for him. Right. So. Because yeah. Lyra was supposed to go with Jen, and, you know, instead she yeah. confronts him or whatever. Right, yeah. And, and from what I'm hearing, Lyra was supposed to have been a Jedi. Yeah, originally. That's. Yeah, well, they're, like, they're saying that's her background. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what. Just, I'm just reading this in the last couple of days. Like, they're con- almost confirming, like, that she was supposed to have had some Jedi powers, you know. We don't get to see it, but. No. Um, aim is not one of those powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so, then we flash forward several years to the Ring of Kafreen. <laughs> that's what it says. Um, I fell in the <laughs> ring, ring of Kafreen. <laughs> you got that Final song, folks. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> okay, there we see an older teenage Jen, Felicity Jones, being held captive in a cell. Which they made a bigger deal. The, these, you said you hadn't seen a lot of previews. No, oh man. my gosh, this whole movie is nothing like the previews. Oh, okay. It's, they changed so much yeah, of what this were... movie was gonna be. Like, did you see the, the thing where she says, you know, it's a rebellion. Oh, a rebel. Yeah. yeah. They didn't use that cheesy line I do in the movie, that, obviously. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about reshoots that they went back yeah. and did. Now, I've, I'm a defender of reshoots. Every mm-hmm. movie has reshoots. Sure. But this one, the, after looking at the trailer and looking what the final product was, they were serious reshoots yeah, and rewriting. So. Because, for instance, when you see them running in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the previews, she's running on the ground with at-ats everywhere, holding the the, da- the disc. Is, yeah, that the never happens. Day. She never leaves that building. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was way different. But anyway, a lot but, of you the- know, it, it's funny after going as I'm watching it, and even a- immediately after I watched it, I didn't think about that stuff at all. Like I was perfectly okay with the story. I didn't think, oh, where was this shot or that shot? I just thought, man, this is a great movie. <laughs> Yeah, I just, some of the stuff like, um, saying, you know, what, that whole Saul Guerrero talk, what will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, what will you become? Not in the movie. Yeah. Not in the movie. The whole thing, the picture of her in that Imperial uniform with the, with the background lights coming on that was awesome. Mm-hmm. In the, not in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's a, made a great trailer. Yeah, Mon Mothma on your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. Not in the movie. She's not this criminal rebel kid mm-hmm. that they try to make her out to be in the previews. She's, yeah. they really soften it for the movie. Yeah, I really thought it could have been a, uh, her character, character could have been this, I rebel against everything in, Everything you do and say, I'm going to be against and have smart, yeah. a smart aleck re- remark to go right. along with it. And then at the end, I've got this big heart and I'm yeah. really the hero type. And, and a, in a way, I thought it was a lot better the way they did it. Yeah, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying necessarily that they did it, mm-hmm. they changed it to the worse. Yeah. But they definitely changed what I, from what I was expecting. I, I think they changed. If, if I'm gonna just go on a limb, but like they seem to have changed maybe some of her personality to fit 
better like motivation and and right. fit in it because I love we're not there in the plot yet, but her she's the only one who believes her dad. Right. And it's like so she's just kind of thrown into this. She was trying to find her dad. She's not a rebel out to stop the galaxy or right. stop the empire or save the galaxy. And that's a better hero story. Yeah, yeah. So, Considering how much time they had to develop, we you barely get to know these characters. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many of them. Like that's probably the biggest weakness. That is movie. absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Like that's my biggest problem with it is getting connected to anybody in this movie. Because Luke, I mean, you know, the first half hour of Star Wars, Luke, you don't like Luke that much. He's right. just like, eh, Tashi Station. Like, yeah. you're just, you know, he has to grow into that yes, hero. you have to go through. Um, and I was waiting for that with Jen, and it just, she was just kind of bland the whole time. Right. So. And then she, you know, suddenly changes to have this new motivation. Well, we have a, we have a particular amount of time to tell this story. Yeah. Is what, I mean, it's just, and that's it. That's you know, that turns is. out to be the weakness, I guess. Mm, yeah, right? is that that's all they had to work with. Um. So anyway, she, you know, the rebel leaders led by Mon Mothma, former senator of the old republic, which we've seen her in. What was she in? Uh, which Jedi. She, yeah, but what, this actress. Oh, she was in Revenge of the Sith, yeah, okay. but her part got cut out mostly. I think. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But. When we bring up now, that was such a good decision to cast mm-hmm. this actress, oh, and how this is, is this is in stark contrast to <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah, Grand Shrek Tarkin. Yeah, I didn't have as big a pro- like. I, I read either. things that are like, oh, it's unwatchable, or like, yeah, oh, I'm so off putting. I was like, it's kind of weird, but you know. I, I'm in the middle. We'll get to that in a second. I have an opinion on that, <laughs> um, but anyway. He was really tall. <laughs> I don't remember him being that tall. Peter Cushing was not that tall. Yeah. They were, they were going to discuss the Empire's plan to create a giant weapon, of course. Then we see the planet Jedha. Tell us about Jedha. Well, Jedha is the home of the Temple of the Wills, which, of course, long-time Star Wars people, we've heard the Journal of the Wills way back in 77... I'm still not exactly sure what that is. It's it was it, some sort. It was implanted in there as a way to. I don't know what his original idea was, but it was to connect that this universe to our universe. Okay. Like why you would want to do that, I don't know. But that was originally <laughs> that was the whole deal. Like that is supposed to connect to our world. Okay. And I don't see them ever going down there. But they have introduced it as having be actually existing yeah. because in Force Awakens they re- there's overdub of them reading out of it. There's a quote from that supposed journal. I get I think I was under the impression it was more or less a history of the galaxy. I guess that's what I always took it as it was supposed to be, but I I don't know. Yeah. I mean I I've heard people say like, well, maybe this is like that we were before then. Mm-hmm. This is the future. I'm like, well, aren't we the future? Because they're a long time ago. Right, right. In the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Look, George Lucas had all this planned perfectly from day one. Let's not uh, tromp on his legacy. Well, yes, let's just thank the maker and <laughs> move on. Anyway, so it's the Jedi spiritual home. It's where the kyber crystals are. Yeah, they obviously they have a, a mine. They're mining the ky- right. kyber crystals. 
for the use in the Death Star. Right. So, like, the Saul Guerrero's there with all the rebels, the resistance, like, guarding this place, basically, mm-hmm. seems like. And we get Bodhi Rook, Riz Ahmed, TIE fighter pilot with the Empire. He shows, he now serves the rebels. He arrives and is apprehended by Saul's forces. Yeah. That was an interesting take of, you know, in a war, not everyone would agree. Not every, you know, even if you're on the mm-hmm. same side. And to, I'd never even thought, like, well, what if people didn't agree with the Jedi or didn't agree with the Council or, right. you know, there could be these offshoots who want more direct action. I was like, I thought that's, yeah, we didn't like, get much of it, but we got a taste of like, hey, there's something else out there. And that's, I wondered, does Rebels deal more with that? Yeah, when we first meet Saw Guerrero, Saw Guerrero back on Onderon, he's fighting with his sister. And this little pack of this, that's their home planet, and they're fighting the Separatists. And the Jedi being Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka come in to more or less train the rebel fighters there. So this is set post-Jedi? No, no, no. This is way back um, in the Clone Wars. Post-3, not post six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's would be it's between, during the Clone Wars. Yeah, atta- okay. between Attack of okay. Clones and Revenge, yes. Revenge of Sith, is that what you're saying? Right, or, right. Yeah. Um, so they come in to train these rebel fighters to battle the Separatist army. Okay, all the battle droids and all that. Um, even at, So even by this time, Saw Gerrera has known nothing but fighting and war. That's all he's ever known. So all this time he's been doing nothing but fighting. Just as a rebellion. He doesn't agree with the Rebel Alliance. He's not part of it. Um, and it's funny because the way they were fighting in the streets in Rogue One was almost exactly the same as they're fighting during the Clone Wars. It's the same tactics, the same thing that Obi-Wan taught him. Of course, by now he's very twisted and kind of nuts. I'm sure it's like, you know, post-traumatic distress syndrome, as one would have, I guess. But he's almost, he's kind of, I got like a Vader vibe almost from him. Well, I know he's, he's got more the machine mass, than man. But he's got he's the, yeah, breathing, he's got the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did a good job for what he was doing, but I just, it was too weird for me to, by the time I was trying to get in what was going on, it was over. Yeah, he's obviously very paranoid, um, and doesn't trust anyone. I think, you know what I really, the thing I didn't like about it is I got, we got no, Getting to see him with her in between. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw yeah. him save her, and we saw them now, and we didn't get to see them relate what kind of relationship they had over right. the years. You and, know? and now we've, we've just learned that he's the character, and Forrest Whitaker is going to voice Saw Guerrera in the Rebel show now. So we are going to get a little bit more background of him, um, from the Clone Wars to pre-Rebellion in there. So I don't know, Dave Filoni, has actually come out and said we may actually see this battle of Scarif again in the in the Rebel show as told by the Ghost Crew. Well, Dave Filoni said, well, <laughs> "Who am I?" <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave Filoni is the guy that runs the Rebel show on XD. He's Dave Filoni. Fan. Yeah, he was a <laughs> sounds like a lot of Filoni baloney to me. <laughs> Dave Filoni uh, was one of the few that worked with George Lucas at. The feet of George when he was in charge of everything. Oh, so, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely an interesting history that, you know, as soon as you see this guy, you're like, what's his deal? Like, you mm-hmm. want to know more. But I, I honestly think a better, maybe a better movie could have been made. Like, 
it's a more interesting conflict to me. This guy versus this, you know, a guy who you know is more aggressive against this very conservative council. Because yeah. you know, good versus evil, you know, rebels versus empire, like we've seen that before. We it's an easy conflict, but you know we have to debate tactics and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so you follow this girl coming up. You know, we got no sense of what he taught her growing up, or what right. his influence was, and any pull that these new rebels she meets could have had. Like it was all kind of you, they introduced these really fascinating characters and concepts, and like I said, it's just over and I five totally minutes. agree with that because I think that she is the way she is for some reason and we don't get to see it and that would have been really nice if that is explained in some book that is going to annoy me well (laughs) it's it's interesting because you take like Leia and Bail Organa and he had her fighting but in a totally different way you know she was behind the scenes she was doing all this sneaky stuff she was a senator she was protected then you have Saw who's raising apparently raised Jen and he's got her on the front lines of this war. And at one point, it says when she's 16, she says, you abandoned me. You left me. And he says, you're a soldier. It's a completely different dynamic right there. That's a good story. That's the you know, I Dark Knight Returns. Some of that. <laughs> that's uh, Batman and Carrie Kelly in Dark Knight yeah, Returns. Yeah. That, like, that's good yeah, soldier. I felt like that was, you know, I, it was missing that. Anyway, so we're on the planet Wobani, which they like. This is the first time I've, they like I identify. We're thirty minutes into this. Yeah, <laughs> we were like you were, you were worried about not having enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, are we have enough to talk about? Uh, come on. So anyway, they they like yada yada yada. Death Star blows up. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about every Star Wars. I knew hope. <laughs> every Star Wars movie, Death Star blows up. Um, the. They identified the planets as you were going to see a planet would say yeah. what the heck, what it was. Which was similar to what they did in The Force Awakens. Okay. I don't even remember. Yeah. They, didn't put, the name, they didn't put the names on the I don't the remember screen, them putting they? names. They had, there was writing, I remember writing on the screen at one point because it would, when it shifted back and forth. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, there was writing in your head. <laughs> it's on the knows. inside of your contacts. Jen is being transferred with other prisoners. Suddenly, rebel forces break in, try to free them. She just attacks the people trying to free her, and but is stopped by. We are introduced to K, oh, K2SO. How oh. awesome was it when he just choke slams her? <laughs> so, what do you guys think of K2SO? It was some of the jokes were a little forced, but it wasn't forced. <laughs> oh, but it, yeah, it wasn't. I, I liked him. I I did too. I I, I I you know yeah they were sometimes almost a little too funny funny. But it's like, look, it's the comic relief. Yeah. Like it was, it was trying too hard to like. But it was still moments, just I, you, sarcasm. I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help but oh, love, love him. Yeah. You know, it, it was definitely I needed, and you know, I I enjoyed that character for what it was. I I liked how he was very much part of the crew. Yeah. You know, with three PO and R two, um, they're always kind of doing their own thing most of the time. Where he was very much just a character part. Here's my crew. I'm a main character. Just the same as anybody else. I think just comparing it to the other movies, though, this movie was so serious. Oh, and, yeah. And, it was adult themed. And so it was very con- contrasted when he said something. In the, in the other movies, it was so, you know, hokey. I don't want to say, you know. 
that it didn't make when somebody said something funny it was like okay it just would kind of fit in it really stuck out when k2so said something so i mean because they took themselves very seriously in this oh movie. yeah so on planet yabin <laughs> mon mothman and the rebels talk to jen about her father she says that she last saw her dad 15 years ago the rebels then question her about Saul Guerrera, tell her that he's an extremist causing problems in Jeddah. The rebels say that finding Saul in the captured pilot is paramount to what the Empire's plotting. They offer her a deal. Find Saul, she's free to go. She boards the craft with K2SO and Cassian, Diego Luna. What do you think of him? He, we get to it later, but his character arc, like again, Unexplained to me why he does some of the things he does, why well, he changes his tune. Yeah, so suddenly. But he was fine. fine. I mean, he was. I liked him. I liked the I character. I didn't dislike him. It was, you know, he obviously was having at the beginning of the movie some conflict. I mean, he is more or less a rebel spy. Yeah. Um, you know, and even when he when he goes and he finds the contact and that the nervous dude, um, he shoots him. You know, and it's just like, well, I'm just you know orders or had to be done or whatever right um so he's obviously been in this for a long time yeah and and done some bad stuff and not that he you know agrees with everything apparently that he's done but yeah i mean i as character wise i was you know it was fine it was a little different take on the character for star wars i don't probably the closest thing i could relate to him is probably like lando a little bit well i the way i relate to him i at work, I have to have a lot of pens. <laughs> and I, I have them all over my shirt and jacket. Every pocket. Never got know. Six and, and I thought, there's something about this guy. It's really toxic. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I like all that stuff and all that, you know, you're just implying his history. It's like, we don't get any of that, mm-hmm. but hey, there was something there, the core of a really cool character that we'll never get to see again. But. So he's told to kill the targets. Not perform any extraction. So, at Jeddah, Bodhi, that pilot, TIE Bodhi, fighter pilot, was confronted by Saul. And whatever that was. He even gets tortured at one point this, for no reason. That's just like, for, it, that part ahead. bothered me. Okay. It stuck out like, like, what is that thing? It didn't look Star Wars. To me, it looked like something that needed edited out. Yes. I just, I mean, uh, the only thing I could, we're trying to show that Saw's paranoid of everyone. And, and that they are more extreme than mm-hmm. these, these other yeah. rebels. Yeah. So on the planet Coruscant, Orson Krennic discusses with Grand Moff Tarkin, the Imperial Governor, about the ultimate weapon they're creating, and the Senator urges that they perform a test of the weapon. Okay, so we got Grand Moff. Yeah. So. I was totally okay with it. It did not... First off, is this, I know that they would have had to get clearance with his family, I'm sure, but that is so weird. This guy's dead. Mm-hmm. Peter Cushing's long gone. Oh, yeah. Now he's in this movie, and yes, I agree that he, it looked pretty good. Yeah. But what is it that the guy, what Ian says in uh, Jurassic Park? They were so worried about if they could <laughs> that they never thought about if they should. And, and you know what? They can't. They still can't. There was still the uncanny valley here for yeah. me. It immediately, no, I, I mean, I had to stop and think, did we, was there so much Grand Moff Tarkin in this that 
they had to do this or could they have hid him, had him look the other way? You know, what I, I was it necessary? The, what at I think some for the point story it was though. at some okay, I'll accept that. But at some point, they're going to be able to do this, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to wonder now if I approve. Like, do I approve of them being able to put anybody in any movie? Martin Scorsese is getting ready to do some movie with De Niro and Pacino, and he's going to have them in there young. And I'm just like, that is going to look weird. You know, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. And my biggest problem with this, first off, Muppets are awesome. It, I, you know, I just want to say this. I've wa- I watched the, I watched this movie, and I went home and I watched the entire original mm-hmm. trilogy. I watched Force Awakens. I watched Revenge of the Sith just because I had it recorded, and I, it's what I had thought was probably the bright point of the original of the prequels. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I kind of changed my I don't mind. Think there is a bright yeah, point. Yeah, the there are. They, it's a three-way tie for last place. For me. <laughs> but I watched, I rewatched all that stuff, and you know what? Still looks good. Yoda. <laughs> Yoda still looks good. There's something about the, the weight and the shadow. Oh, no, I know. Like, Jordan's ready for Muppet Citizen Kane. Yes, I just, I, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, they, maybe someday, but they haven't done it yet where it looks just real. It just, right? you know, you know, Supposedly yeah. Snoke's going to be uh, a Muppet. And yeah. I, I'm fine with that. I think they can do that. They know how to do that. They ought to. Yeah, we perfected this in... The right. 70s. So why do this you stuff? Grand Muppet Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted a guy with this. Yeah, I would. Li- I would like to see that. No, I don't know. It, no, my all, my absolute biggest problem with it is this: you ruined a moment. You saw we had this moth stuck in our face the whole movie, and it ruined Leia. If we had had none of that the whole movie, mm-hmm. and at the end. Then you turn, you see Leia, you would not have been prepared for it. Where when I saw her at the end, I was like, well, I know what we're getting. Yeah. We're going to get her face. It didn't, it didn't do that to me. I, I was still like, yay, Leia. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't, it didn't. I just felt uh, like it would have been a bigger surprise or something to see her face, not knowing that they were even going to do something like that. When I saw her back, I was like, Oh, I know they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I would have thought they were just going to show her arm or something. You know, I, I just think of it. Tarkin was, it, I'm sure everyone will agree. It was a little off putting, but I was so into the story. I was just like, yes, Tarkin, you know, yeah. like Star Wars, a New Hope is my favorite of the movies, okay. the original movies. So to go back, I was just so excited to go back into that realm, that 1977 world right. with these characters. and like, oh, my God, it's Tarkin. It's Peter Cushing up there. That's, I yeah. was just blown away. I mean, I know I, it's yeah. – and, and I know it's Star Wars, and I know Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm, as the technology progresses, will go back and revisit it That's every it, five the years. The first thing they're going to fix yep. is that. The very be. first thing they're going to go back and yep. do is that. So I have no doubt. We're going to get the Rogue One special edition, yep. <laughs> and they're going to put a Bantha behind him <laughs> and fix his face. <laughs> I really didn't have a huge problem with it. I just well, I knew yeah. I had a feeling you guys wouldn't. <laughs> but that, that, there are lots of things in some of these Star Wars movies that take me out of the moment. Mm-hmm. And, like the Bantha's walking by. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, why did you? And you just yeah. stop. You. you you're you're reminded you're watching a movie, yeah. And this, I'm like, oh, hey, it's that guy. 
And then, like, that's about as far as – like, I just – I stayed in the movie. It right. didn't It okay. didn't take me out as much me, as some of these other okay, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not me in my tracks for a second. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't – it Actually, was I was fun. like, wait, is he not dead? Like, I, for yeah, a second, I mean. I'm just like, I'm going through, like, Peter wait, Cushing is dead. Oh, what okay, is happening? Yeah. So, did yeah. they just do this? Do they have rights to this character? <laughs> did they have to ask this family? By that time, I'm like, what was that scene? <laughs> what happened? You tweeted about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I got a big uproar. <laughs> yeah, they definitely made him, because he's not in A New Hope a whole lot. I mean, he's there, but we see him with Vader. We know how he talks to Vader. Yeah. But this really gave some emphasis on that relationship just on his character overall we see him in right a bigger dynamic yeah vader respects him you know oh he's, yeah he's the he's the boss he, you know later on vader's force choking everybody but <laughs> making puns that's my problem i don't like the vader puns in this movie <laughs> but anyway um so we got jen k2so cassian arrive at jetta k2so waits at the ship Cassian scouts the area. Jen is approached by Chirrut Emway. <laughs> and the Force is with him. And the Force is what? How's He's it go? He's one with the Force. He's one with the Force. This is our Force-sensitive guy. Yeah. This is a... what I guess they want to say these guys are like... These are the guardians of the wills, they yeah. would say. You know. He's got his... They're the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have... So we have Chirrut. And we have... Baze Malbus, who is behind Chirrut. Um, and I really liked how they work together. I mean, they're obviously friends, but you have one character who is completely devoted to the Force, and you have another character who has lost his way. Right. He's, 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 he's only devoted there, to him. Yeah, but... he's only there for his friend. Right. So and this, he, this was great, like... Lucas was so influenced by samurai movies. Yeah. And this guy's taken directly, you know, the blind samurai mm-hmm. is a, uh, you know, uh, there are 40 movies oh, yeah. about blind samurai. Right. So like, yeah, they got to, to, to hat tip a little bit to those classic samurai movies. And it doesn't hurt, I'm sure, the Chinese box office to cast sure. two, you know, Hong Kong actors. Oh, there is all kinds of, you know, different races in this movie it was oh, really yeah. great like i've heard a lot of comments on um, people like just being so happy to be represented in this movie and, that, and i mean that was a yeah. definite plus i and love that I we love have it. women x-wing pilots yes. finally we have you know this is the second star wars movie in a row where we have a woman leading the whole thing you know that's yep. great i never stop i don't have a problem you know i I love all that stuff. Yeah. So, but there's the only reason I'm bringing it up is there's a lot of nerds out there that hate it, hate it, and it's you know screw you nerds. Okay, so that's going to help our listeners. I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking for a certain demographic. <laughs> okay, so he notices her necklace. You know, yeah, even though he's blind, somehow knows. He is one with the force and the quality of the stone, and later. Jen and Cassian roam the city. She knows the snipers. Quickly becomes a war zone. Rebel and Empire forces fight while Jen and Cassian are nearly nearly killed. K2SO arrives and defeats the stormtroopers. <laughs> I love when she shoots the droid and, and that looks just like K2SO. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, that was me, not me, right? You know, that was really good. Yeah. And how BA is Jen when she takes on that stormtrooper battalion? Oh my gosh, she whips out that like 
club thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baton and just goes at it. Yep, that was good. She's like, but there was some, re- there was a, I had a moment of like, you know, cause right now, you know, this had a very Middle East feeling and we've, every mm-hmm. night on the news, there's footage from Aleppo and, you know, these, like you got that ground level, you know, when the kid's crying and she has to save them, you're yeah. like, there's an extra weight of like, this is terrible. Like wars. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, wars are bad. They're bad news. And I, a while back, somebody tweeted something. I don't know, Vanity Fair. One of those. They tweeted a review that said, "This is the first movie that deals with warfare." And a bunch of people, oh, yeah, it's called Star Wars. Yeah, wars is in the title. Like, of course, it's about war. It's like, no, I 100 agree with that. I didn't yeah. read the review because I don't read reviews before I see it. But like, this is the first time we saw warfare. Yeah, mm-hmm. this isn't. Well, it's not even just. Rebels versus Alliance. We yeah. just have people yeah. right in the middle of it. Yeah, it's not. It, we, it wasn't all ships and adats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah, ground we're level, man on man. Yeah, we're following princesses making decisions in the control room and sending pilots out. Right. Like, no, these are the people on the ground who are making tough decisions and you know, getting their hands dirty. And we haven't seen that with Star Wars before. You know, the nameless guys on Endor running around like. We didn't get to follow them around, so this was definitely and, a more real-world look at things. And whoever did the costuming, hats off. I mean, they looked like soldiers. Yeah. They looked like people who had nothing but whatever they were carrying on their backs. And pens. And pens. I'm like, I'm like, you really saying that? <laughs> They're like, they could kill somebody and then stick a note on them. Like, it's like, I did this. Yeah, but I, yeah, I love. They could draw a mustache on them. <laughs> I loved the production design and all the costuming and all that stuff because it looked functional, mm-hmm. but it also looked kind of sci-fi and it looked like it fit exactly in 1977. Yep. It looked, I know they used some mm. of the props or remade some of the stuff, but at, from the goggles to the boots to the weapons, like everything looked authentic to that original Star Wars right. movie. I, I just, it was so great. And that's part of the reason why I, I like the original trilogy trilogy so much more than the prequels the prequels were just it was so shiny and new yeah, and yeah. everything was perfect yeah i love you have to hit the console to get things to work like, <laughs> right. like i love that real world feet where there's mm-hmm. they have to pull switches and yeah. you know and yeah there's dust on things they have to run out in the middle where there's just one stand with a <laughs> switch i don't understand that but okay um, it was the master switch but out there in the <laughs> middle of the wherever in the middle of the volleyball court there was a switch and you had to get out there oh my gosh the sands are deep okay so the blind guy defeats the last stormtroopers they're captured by Saul's crew everybody so, and I but, love when they put the the black hoods over yeah, yeah. over him. Like ah, I'm blind. <laughs> that was my that was that was the only time I laughed out loud. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, the droid made me say that's clever. But like when he put the hood on, I actually <laughs> laughed out loud. Yeah, that was good. They they did have some clever ones. Um, but I think I skipped one part. The we're talking about you know, we see soldiers on the ground, but this is also the first time we've really seen how bad the Empire is. Mm-hmm. And we see the suffering people are going through because I remember having this conversation with my roommate in college, some philosophical debate of like, well, who says the empire? But maybe the rebels are terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like they're keeping the trains running on time. That kind of like we never, you know, Vader's evil, <laughs> but maybe the galaxy is peaceful. Maybe they did it. You know, like we didn't know, but we see 
either way, stopping frisking people and like yeah. just the, yeah. the 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 iron hand of these you know, stormtroopers and oh, and, they supposedly a lot of these reshoots. It was rumored uh, there was a there was going to be a boycott and everything in this oh, movie yeah. because yeah. it was going to take the hate of Trump out of or whatever. Like it was going to have some huge message against the establishment like that. Yeah, and you know what? If they took something out, oh my gosh, what did the first cut have Darth Cheeto in it? <laughs> I mean, come on. I that was one of the biggest things I came out of this movie with was a feeling as if I don't already have it, a feeling of resistance and, you know, oh, yeah. so inspired by that, you know, mentality. It was all through this movie. You know, so Which that's what the whole series is about. Standing, right. standing up to tyranny. Right. And if you're Maybe that's a sign. If you're like <laughs> identify, like you shouldn't be mean to the, the 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 tyrannical people, right? Oh, there is a there is an interpretation of this that the other side makes that that I read and I was like, what? They were they felt like it was telling their story. Oh my god. Anyway, so Cassie and Cheer at base in a cell. They notice Bodie, the tie pilot, in the other cell. Jen's brought to Saul. It's all surprised to see her. They kind of talk like we we said earlier. He's excited to see her, even though he's left her all these years ago on mm-hmm. the front line or abandoned, whatever. Right. But now he's like super happy that she's there. She's not so happy. No. Anyway, he shows her a hologram sent by her father, and the message that he went to, with the Empire to give the rebels their best chance, and that the weapon they were building is called the Death Star. And this is the, this is one point in the movie that I love. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love that they put this in there to explain yes. why the Death Star has this stupid problem. Why it can be so easily blown up. Why it was, well, you know, we know that it was designed to take on a huge force, but the small yeah. ships can slip in there. And he we did, know why now. He purposefully did this. He says he made a failsafe in the Death Star by placing that's been a knock on Star Wars for years. Right. Oh, you got this super weapon, but you let people. Right. Yeah, so, so they get to fix that. They get yeah. to say what, why, you know, and that the, if they explode it, the entire thing dies. So he, he apologizes to Jen, tells her to fight for him, finish what he started, save the rebellion, save the dream. <laughs> so then, you know, like, um, Krennic was telling Graham Moff Tarkin they should pr- test out the Death Star. They, Use it on Jeddah. And, uh, you know, these guys escape. Cheered Bodhi Bay's head to the ship. Cassian gets Jen. Saul, Saul wants to just go down with the ship, basically. Yeah, which at the time I was surprised, but then I, after I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, he's got those robot legs and he probably couldn't run to the ship anyway. Right, so. I guess. <laughs> but I, I, I felt like I got basically, it was like, this was the only place he cared about anyway. He was, Protecting this place, and if it's going to get blown up, what he did, what he meant to do. So he gets crushed to death, and with their test being successful, Jedagon, the Imperial Empire leaders rejoice. Grand Moff Tarkin decides to claim all the credit from from Krennic and threatens further action. Well, it was a great scene with Krennic. He's great in every scene. He was. I mean, fantastic. he is like in awe of mm-hmm. what's happening around him. He is, I mean, he, I think, is this where he says, like, it's beautiful or something like that? I can't. Something to that means, I mean, he is just, like, 
in awe of this destruction, like how and how great he is because he thinks you know he's created this wonderful weapon. Okay, so we see Cassian gets instructions to kill Galen if they find him. And they all discuss the hologram, Jensol. So now she's like, re- she, this is where she changes her mm-hmm. mission. You yes. know, she's, she's motivated now, like Jordan. She's on her own mission at this point, yeah. She convinces them to head to Edu and find Galen. Edu. They crash their ship and decide to get a new one. And Cassian and Bodhi head out. Jen questions Cassian's motives. I don't Which, remember. What was that? First of all, that was a cool ship. The U-Wing. Mm. I, I remember, I, I read about that. They were saying that, you know, they had, you know, obviously discussion what kind of ship they were yeah. going to use, but that originally they were planning on having a much bigger ship. Oh. And, and, no. and, yeah, and like having a ship that went off of that ship, you know, and they were like, no, no, like no, we just need, yeah. Yeah, and they, so this, I like this, you know. Oh, I thought it was perfect. I love the design of it and how the, the, Wings come back and forward. Oh yeah, it was it was cool. So yeah, I guess she just must have realized or been suspicious of him because he was going off to like try to yeah. basically kill Galen. I guess. Yeah, he's got. A, well, he they said he had a sniper yeah. attachment. To yeah, she hear, yeah she hears K two S O say that he was in sniper mode. She heads out with Chirrut and Bays. And then Galen and other members of the Empire are being interrogated on who is secretly working for the Rebels. And when Krennic threatens to kill everyone, Galen rushes forward and confesses. With, with this in mind, Orson still kills off the other... Yeah. The engineers. Yeah. And while this is happening, Cassian has his target on Galen, but doesn't pull the trigger. Because... He's a good Star guy. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I just but, like even like a very simple moral quandary. Like we didn't we don't get much of that in the original trilogy. Yeah. It's good versus evil. There's not a lot of gray area there. So any you know he's probably not going to pull the trigger. But even a little hint of that is nice, right? Meanwhile, having snuck up on the rebels, Bodhi and Jen arrive. Jody calls. Sorry, Jen calls out to her father. Just as rebel forces arrive and cause an explosion and a fight. And when she regains consciousness, she finds her father in critical condition, tearfully reunites with him before he passes away. Now, the one, the rebel general that sent the attack in, like, was the one guy I was, at first I was just like, man, I, that character just, who is this butthole? <laughs> like, I don't, I, he, he wasn't in A New Hope. So where where is this guy? Is he somebody gonna off him or what? Because we don't see him a few minutes later right. in that one. But then after a while, I thought, well, okay, that in the sense of the story, it made more sense being this, like we said, a war picture um, and all these different things happening at once, and so whatever. So on the ship, Jen questions Cassian on his motives. He replies with the fact that everyone has lost something for the rebellion. And that she only truly started to care because of her father. True. Mm-hmm. True story. <laughs> On the Imperial Fleet's flagship, Orson Krennic arrives and reports everything to the chief enforcer, Darth Pun Vader, <laughs> who's angry and force chokes Orson and gives the terrible pun, don't let your ass 
aspirations choke you or something stupid. I don't know. The way he don't choke on your aspirations. I think yeah. that was what it yeah, was, was, and I was joke. like cringe. I I you know what? <laughs> There's a scene later that's very Darth Vader awesomeness. Yes. Okay. But that makes up for it. Yeah. That does make up for it. So, what I complain about here, don't pay much attention to, because I really did like the later stuff. But Although, if you isolate the audio from that scene later, like he's just making pun after pun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Choke on this. Rebel, rebel. <laughs> How do you? Well, let me gonna... defend. <laughs> oh, I started to make fun of the guy. No, I, well, let I me make fun okay. of it first, before no. you depe- defend All it. All right, make fun of it. Okay, I, I love puns, but not... And my Darth Vader's. And, um, also. Well, he just got put together. He hadn't calibrated his. I his, guess. Uh, his pun, Maybe he had it on. Somebody hit his orange pun button. <laughs> but he was. Darth Vader is like what I remember from my childhood. That's my Darth Vader, okay? Whatever they tried to do in the prequels and there at the end, okay, it was nice to see him, but they didn't, you didn't see a bunch of them. But don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I was very, I'm very, um, I'm defending my Darth Vader. I want him to stay Darth Vader. I don't want him to be a, you know, do stupid things. You know, I, I don't want to ruin what, you know, it basically comes back to how you, you read a book versus the movie. That's almost how I felt about the original trilogy. It's like, that's a book I read way back and I remember it a certain way. And Darth Vader's really awesome, and don't show me him doing dumb things. But in the original trilogy, you have to, he has some little one-liners in there. You know, when he force chokes the one, the general or admiral, or whatever he is, and he's like, "Apology accepted." You know, he he's That's got better. Some, he's got That's some little. Better. Well, I'm just saying. I think it was just an attempt to show Zing. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Cracker. <laughs> I think it was just an attempt to show you maybe that Anakin's kind of smart alecky self is a little bit in there a little bit. And there are a couple times in the original trilogy where he rattles some. But this isn't right off. after he became Darth Vader. This is 30 years later, isn't no, it? No, I'm talking about not in the prequels, but in, I'm talking about even in, you know, uh, Empire and Jedi, he's got a couple little lines right. there where he's kind of sarcastic. So Yeah, was, that's, I mean. It, it, I agree. When I first heard it, I was just like, oh, okay. I just thought, I was like, I wish that what line wasn't there. Did it's you fun. have any pro, any thoughts on James Earl Jones? I love Did, did his Earl voice Jones. sound the same to you? Uh, with well, the same I just, gravitas? Uh, no. I, I, I don't think so because I went home, like I said, and watched the original trilogy and he sounds a lot better. But you know, everybody, you get yeah, older. He sounded sure. a little thinner, yeah. a little, not quite as full. And, right, and but it's so great. I, I I refuse to like criticize. You know, yeah. I I agree. It doesn't sound like those original movies, but I'm so glad we had him there. Well, couple we didn't things. have to. <laughs> he might, for all we know, he was CGI'd underneath the helmet. <laughs> couple things. First, the costume looked very similar to the original. It's got yeah. the red eyes. The buttons, the even the neck piece was kind of bigger and fuller. It didn't look as it, seamless. Yeah, yeah w- I agree. Like the way that the neck piece came down and kind of went over, I thought I don't really like that. But then, like I said, I went and watched Star Wars. Yeah, and that his uniform definitely changes from movie to movie. Oh yeah, Empire, he looks ridiculously awesome. <laughs> but 
It was very Star Wars, the way yeah. his uniform yeah. was in this. So I, you know, I like that, that they kept, you know, some the other continuity. Thing, the other, <laughs> the continuity. Um, the thing that was more off-putting to me was Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. No, it's awesome. I didn't like it. I was like, why is he on Mustafar? Cause Wouldn't that's what he be- does. That's uh, what he, he has that place. He want to be as far, tor- far away from Mustafar as he could possibly That's where be. he tortures Jedi's. That's where he built his cat. That's, are you, I am very surprised at I this. I didn't clip. like it. This is the story. I, I, I thought it was silly too. Then I, I saw something, apparently that was a, one of those Frank McQuarrie, like concept art. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this is what was supposed in. to have happened. The, you know, I thought you'd be all about this. this I didn't like this that. Is, you know, this is where, I think we're going to get more of that coming up. In the mm-hmm. later movies, like it, there's, we're recycling every idea yeah, we've ever I mean, had. I mean, this was, this was where he was supposed to have, you know, tortured Jedi's and he's got this guy, I can't remember his name, that's like his servant there. Yeah, which everybody's saying, oh, that's Snoke. Whatever, I don't believe it. And I'm but, like, no, that's the guy that, Washes his hoses out of the suit when he takes it yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. We got to <laughs> he w- he was in like a back to tank or whatever. You know, they were some and that described it as too. yeah. This is like the only time he get. This is the most comfortable he can be is out of his suit like that in that tank, looking out at the lava and the whole. There's lava underneath the floor, and when he gets that out, supposedly like they didn't show. Everything that you know they say about how how they conceived it, but I I like that. I like that they did a throwback to there because that's where he was supposed to. Have, I guess had his castle for me. Vader was always on some starship somewhere on the bridge. You know, he never brooding. had a home. Never had a home. No. Well, Tatooine, which he said he's never coming back to this planet. So. He goes to freaking Mustafar and builds a castle where right. he got they, burned. Faces where he w- so he never forgets. The only th- so he hates Obi Wan. <laughs> well, it bothered me. The only thing I was like, okay, so why is he on Mustafar? Is this Palpatine like you know keeping keeping him under his boot? Like, oh, remember what happened here? And I, that <sighs> just didn't work for me. I, I don't I'm, I'm on your castle. Again. I'm on your side, Cliff. I, I thought it wasn't really necessary. Mustafar for life. <laughs> okay, at the rebellion hearing, the rebels are doubtful of Jen's story and her credibility. She says rebellions are built on hope. But what? Great line. Rebellions are built on hope. Hope. Yeah. Did anyone say hope more than right? Hope, hope, times? hope, hope. Rebellion, rebellion, rebellion. <laughs> so they still don't want to. They still don't go along with her, and that's this was when I was really getting that feeling of oh, the movie's really good. Forget good now. everybody that's saying, just go along with it. It'll be fine after he gets in office. I mean, you know, <laughs> and they, I just love that they were like, whatever, we're gonna do this ourselves. You know, everybody, you know, the everybody that goes along with it. Yeah, they're nice people, but but. Sometimes you can't be nice and we gotta get in here and do it ourselves. We're the resistance. You know, I, I just love that. They, mm-hmm. you know, I was feeling it, it. It was interesting the, because, you know, going into it, I thought, oh, it's the Rebel Alliance and they're all gonna be, you know, hooray, hooray and let's go get them and that type of thing. <laughs> they were like, what? At else? this point, yeah, at this point, they're not the Rebel Alliance as we know them. They're not taking on 
full front on the Empire. They're not doing that at all. They're still kind of in the shadows. They're still trying to just be a little thorn in the side of the Empire and doing these little things. And we've got little spies here, and we're just trying to be a pain in the ass. And for the first time, you know, in this movie, we see the Rebel Alliance take on the Empire. Just like it says in The Crawl of A New Hope. It's, they, you know, right... Just scored their first victory against the Galactic Empire. Yeah, at that point, how do you risk all this on just one girl saying one thing about a possibility? Like, you're not supposed to root for them, but you can get the point. You know, there's a reason they shouldn't send the whole fleet over there, probably. So they all get on Rogue One, which was the most awkward moment of the movie to me, where they're (laughs) trying to, what are we naming it? Wait, no, who is this? Rogue One. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> that was weird. Well, it was, uh, oh, he had been tortured by a creepy yeah, slug. It was kind of Bodie Rook's moment to, like, yeah, well, he, he got to name it. Look at the camera and wink. Yeah. yeah. So, I had these weird tentacle things all over me. And I gotta come up with something to re- you have to remember me by. So they get to Scarif. Bodie convinces the Empire forces to let him land. K2SO, Jen and Cassian had to get the plans. The other rebels sneak through and plant explosives. Do you think this is the same code they stole that they used in Jedi? What? It's an older <laughs> code, but it checks out. <laughs> is that where it came <laughs> from? It could be. It could be. If it makes you happy, I'll go with you. <clears throat> so, Krennic ar- arrives. He's monitoring the Empire's activities for the Death Star. Soon enough, the Rebels use their explosives and cause explosions all over the planet. Full-on battle emerging. Rebel forces decide to go to Scarif as well. We get to see another cameo. Uh, R2-D2, C-3PO, whatever. Part of me is like, good. And then part of me is like, why? Yeah, <laughs> so I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I guess I'm torn we'll get, between yeah. that's adorable and okay. I guess just so they can be in every one of them. He could have, 3PO could have had a better line there. Yeah. Yeah, I I was whatever. I you was know, like, here we go. You know, the one thing we, we going back just a minute. Yeah, oh yeah. The one cameo we did forget to mention was um the two dudes from the Cantina yeah. being on Jetta. How they got off Jetta we don't know, but yeah. You know, they're wanted on twelve systems. Right. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well those are the guys that fought Luke and uh Candy yeah. uh, You'll be dead. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the whole series. Is Luke, Luke's just minds him. He's like, I'll be careful. You'll be dead. It's like, That's a very direct, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so, when the rebels arrive, the Empire decides to create a force field over Scarif to prevent more rebel forces coming in. They have that, they have that gate. Mm-hmm. They got the gate, like, straight out of space balls. <laughs> Uh, if they'd have had a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "They are doing space ball." I, it was vaguely familiar to me, but it, that yeah. didn't click. So now that you say that, it's like, "Yep, that's exactly what that is." So inside the control room with the data. K2SO opens the door to allow Jen and Cassian to enter the database and extract the plans of the Death Star. When they search for the plans, he fights off the stormtroopers and they eventually find the plans under the code name what? Stardust. That's right. 
Great book. After a rousing game of the claw game. Yes. yes. <laughs> but he puts his quarter in and has to, has to get the machine. That's there great. was another Rebels uh, mentioned in there. One of the other, because when they were going through the file names, one of them was the Darksaber. The Darksaber is featured in Rebels, and I think the Clone Wars, too. It was a like a black lightsaber type uh. weapon that the Jedis had invented that somehow I think the Mandalorians stole and was passed down through generations of Mandalorians. And then um, we see it in the Clone Wars because House Vizsla has it, if you know Anything about the Mandalorians? Nope. <laughs> we don't. What is it, Mandalorians? That's like in that uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Boba. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good stuff. That's and, what. I, that's why when I think of uh, like the prequels, there's really something good about each movie. You know, like I I was trying just to go off topic here for a second, but when we were like ranking movies, that the reason I, I I guess I always thought Revenge of the Sith was probably the better one, but then I watched it and it's not. But there <laughs> there's like something good about each one. You know, you have like Darth Vader being born in Revenge of the Sith, and you have uh, oh, all yeah. the Boba Fett, all the Jango Fett mm-hmm. stuff in yeah. Attack of the Clones, yep. and then in the first one you have the Duel of the Fates and the Darth, Darth Maul, Maul against that. I love that scene. Yeah. So there's just like a little thing in each one that little I like. Snippets. You know, all and then the rest is green screen. <laughs> yeah. So they all are equal to me. But go on, Mandalorians. Yeah, so anyways, I was just referencing a little Easter egg there. Yeah. I was guessing all those names had something, were something or a tease for maybe a future or oh, something. Yeah. So when they find the files, K2SO notes the force field and tells them to deliver it themselves manually by getting them file themselves. Climb all the way to the top. Climb. To Gotta climb up. It's the only way. It's never gonna be easy. Stormtroopers then overpower him and he dies. And we're starting to realize, hey, they're all going to die. Yep. <laughs> they all have to die, don't they? Because yeah. they have that ship there that could get them off. Well, just so you know, the original story, they were not all going to die. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, the way, the stuff I've been reading, like they, they got, okay, Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. was talk, talking about Director. making it. He's just like, he's like, I never believed that they were going to let us, Disney was going to let us kill them all. Oh, yeah. He said, I just never, I never thought they would let us, so I didn't do it. And he was just like, I, you know, went down this path, and then I, at one point, I realized that they would, you know, they were going to let us do it. So I had, they had to go back and change it. Yeah. And, you know, and I, they just, he felt. I'm glad they did. He, oh, yeah. He yeah. felt like they, that he had to write it in that Cassian and Jen survived somehow. Oh. And, and they were off, lived happily ever after on some other planet, whatever, you know, and obviously it's great that they did not yeah. do that, but he just didn't think Disney would allow it as far as having a happy ending, you know, for the general audience. But then they would have had to explain, you know, oh, well, where were they in episode four? When, oh, right. That's a big rebellion. You don't have to see every character, but yeah, that right. would have raised yeah, I fully continuity question. <laughs> I fully expected going into this movie that everybody dies. I just did. I just assumed everybody dies. Just the clean slate and mm-hmm. everything the right thing in I, episode It seemed four. so... I'm not sure how to explain it. I, we're so used to seeing nobody dying. <laughs> yeah. that, that, you know, or you get a movie occasionally where one person dies and that's a big yeah, moment. so tragic. When everybody dies, it seems like... And so randomly, some of them. It's yeah. just like, okay, it just seems so written... You know, oh, grenade. 
all this, where you know in any other movie they would survive. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. If this was some random action movie, he would have jumped out or been blown out in like slow-mo. You know, we just see that grenade pop in and he looks at it and it's just like, well, it's over. I hear the music. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff is just like where everybody's going to die. It's just, that's too unbelievable the other way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I honestly would have been kind of happy to see one of the side like bays live. You know, not one of the main people, but somebody survive. I don't know. I'm just picking, I know. Everybody hates people that pick at everything. But... <laughs> somebody's gotta live, somebody's gotta make it. <laughs> Who's gonna tell the story? I just I had to quote Red Dawn there. I love the uh... More people wow, more people survive Red Dawn than survive Rogue One. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. I love the uh um Brody What's his name? Brody Rook? Hook? Bodie? Bodie. Rook. I, I want to call him Brody for some reason. Yeah. Bodie Hook. I love his Doc Brown mo- moment with the wire. <laughs> and he's oh. running in his short. <laughs> Marty, it's too short. <laughs> so, Jen and Cassian are in the control room and they're seen by Orson Crack. Meanwhile, at the battle, the rebels are able to take down several adapts. Bodhi manages to find a way to the control switch to turn on communications. He's, however, unable to turn the switch on during the battle. So Chirrut takes a risk, walks over to the switch. He's one with the force. The force is what? Something with him? I can't remember the line ever. <laughs> I thought that was a bit you were doing, but no. you honestly don't remember. <laughs> I really don't remember how it goes. He I'm says it for the force is with me. I'm the, one with okay. the force. The force the is with Puba me. is not force sensitive. No. Check his midi chlorine. He walks out in the middle of the volleyball court to the switch. <laughs> turns it on. He is, however, shot on the way back and dies in Baze's ambiguously gay hands. <laughs> Telling him that he will always be one with the Force. It's nice. I like that. Inside the control room, Jen and Cassian are able to grab the Stardust file, but are intercepted by Director Orson. Despite taking out the Stormtroopers and being able to shoot Krennic the wounded, Krennic shoots Cassian, who falls, while Jen narrowly escapes. Now, when she's on this thing up there, okay, this was definitely in the previews. And I was all excited about, and it does not happen. With she, the high fighter. Yeah, she yeah. walks out on that bridge or whatever, goes out to the antenna or whatever. I can't remember. But there's a TIE fighter, like, rises up right at the end of the thing. It's Sweet. an awesome shot. It's not in the movie. <laughs> and I, I, my, I think, I'm guessing what that was, is like, I'm guessing like Bodie is flying that TIE fighter or something. Cause somehow they get down to the ground and she's running around with that disc yeah. in the original cut. They're like all on the ground. You know, and they, and, and they go fight against all the stormtroopers standing in the water. That's not it. Chewbacca. I've seen Jedi. Yeah. The hood pops up. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> but you know, in the preview also, all those stormtroopers are standing yep. by that beach in the water. Mm-hmm. That's not in the movie. Yeah. I assume that was from that final confrontation. They like had to get past them. I'm pretty to sure do whatever. previous to this battle, Scarif is like the Imperial vacation planet. Yeah. It's got the palm trees, the beach. Beautiful. And everybody gets their own little bungalow. That's right. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, get the disc, mom. Okay, so and, and, you know when it gets dark, they hit the master switch and the lights come on. <laughs> <laughs> so what? 
Um, Bodhi gets communications working, but is killed by a grenade. Aw, thrown by a stormtrooper. Suddenly, they can't, they can't aim, but they can... They can throw a grenade. Yeah. Baze is inspired by Tyrion's sacrifice and just walks out and gets killed. He takes a few of those yeah. black dudes with him. He was awesome the whole movie. Like, that gun was awesome. Oh, yeah. His weapon was awesome. I was like, that is awesome. And so I thought that in that final scene, he would really, no. He he mows a few down. Yeah, but it was, I was expecting him to really take it over the top before he gets killed. Yeah, and when that grenade falls, oh, he's going to throw it back or he's going to do something. Yeah, but no, it's just. No more will to live. He knows it's. Yeah, this is it. This is my moment. Well, they all knew touching down, there there was probably no way out. So. Yeah. Like again, we could have dealt a little more with that. What you know, the motivation they all had, or why they're willing to give their life for this rebellion. But we, we just kind of got the, the just, bare surface of like it. What, but it's like, what happened to all this hope? You know, <laughs> are we? We're not even gonna give it a shot to get off of here. Maybe we'll get sucked up in the vacuum cleaner. Well, that's why we need a new hope. Because <laughs> we ran all out of hope. Oh, that's right. So we need a new. Hope. Oh man, that's a good point. What was I thinking? Jen finally makes her way to the top, sees the command console for transmitting data to the rebels. It prompts her to recalibrate the antenna. So she turns it off, turns it back on, and she does, all the while not knowing that Orson is headed up. She recalibrates the antenna, the location is hit by the battle. She nearly falls off, covers her position, tries to send the data, intercepted by Krennic. He claims that she and her rebellion will die with her, but then... A surprisingly alive Prince Cassian appears and shoots Orson, who falls dead at last. Prince Cassian. <laughs> Not Captain. Prince. Uh, had to throw a little Lion of Witch and Wardrobe in there. <laughs> With the threat down, the Rebels being able to turn the shield off, Jin successfully gives the data to the Death Star of the Death Star to the Rebels. Grand Moff watches the carnage with Vader and turns... The target to Scarif. What an imperial move right there. Yeah. We're just going to wipe them off. Wipe the whole thing out. While Scarif is about to be destroyed, the rebels note the sacrifice of the Rogue One. And Scarif, Jin, and Cassian hold hands and embrace on a beach as the Death Star obliterates them. <laughs> yeah. I immediately thought of that scene in Westworld where they're on the, on the beach. <laughs> I did. No, I hadn't wanted it. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> Star Wars did it better. That's how you do it. <laughs> Whatever. That's how you do a sexy beach scene. <laughs> Are you calling what I just described a sexy beach scene? Death Star obliterates the entire planet, is what I just read. <laughs> Foreplay at the Barnes house. That's right. Okay, so... We then see Darth Vader enter a rebel ship and he mows down scores of rebel fighters with his lightsaber. This was awesome. I mean, this was the scene that we got to see. Vader being Vader. Yeah, this was possibly one of the best Vader scenes as far as whooping butt. Oh, man. Because at this point, I'm just waiting for the movie to end. Yeah. Because I don't know where we stop. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, when the planet blows up, maybe the credits will roll. Oh, we got a little more. Oh, they're showing this. They're yeah. showing them getting, it's all gravy. The, yeah, they're showing the plan, getting the plans to the guys yeah, in the funny hats. The plans up, and we like, see where they go. Like, okay, then it's going to be credits. Oh wait, Vader's like I'm. So it just yeah. I don't know where we're stopping. So there's an added excitement of like I agree. Whoa, I, there's I a little like, more. I was like excited for every little thing we got from that point yeah. on, and that was man, what a oh, enormous scene. Br- brutal. It was. Brutal. I mean, he is just 
hacking and slashing uh, and throwing used, people yeah, around. up against the wall and on the ceiling and puns. So he, <laughs> Death Star plans arrive through the Rebel flagship. Final hatch just in time to see Princess Leia's ship undock and escape. Inside her ship, we see CGI Leia. C-3PO asks her what the plans mean, and she answers, Hope. Hope. Signaling the start of Star Wars New Hope. That's... I mean, and it goes... Then... We're right into A New Hope. Just immediately. Mm-hmm. Hours there's later. Some, there's some... Uh, I've heard some discussion that that's not totally exactly right. Uh, but... I can't explain it well enough uh-huh. to tell you why. <laughs> but reading just like some of the stuff Vader says at the beginning of Star Wars is not like Well that yeah. Like he, he knows he a lot Captain more of the next movie, you know. When he gets Captain Antilles and, and he's you know, we're on a diplomatic mission and Vader's you know, he's getting angry. I I was there. I know you're not you're not on a diplomatic <laughs> I just saw you a few hours ago take off. <laughs> right. So what you wanted to talk about the blue milk? <laughs> I we don't have the hours of time to talk about. <laughs> that's Bantha milk, by yeah, the way. That's right. I yeah I with all these new movies, I'm going in expecting all these Easter eggs. Yeah, like, we're gonna get this, and like yeah, when you linger on a shot of a pitcher of blue milk, <laughs> it's like yeah, we get it, all right. And, like, and again, I love it. Yeah, but I also roll my eyes at it. So I honestly, I honestly can't tell you how I even feel about it. I love it, it, but I hate myself <laughs> for loving exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and there's, I, yeah, I've read a few. There's a couple little nods like that, like some of the, like you said, some of the names they call out. Yeah, and the, and the, and the rebel base, and uh, I'm sure there are more I'm missing. But well, you know, we had uh, General Dodonna was in the background there, which I was like, you know, he was. The general that leads the mm. the attack on the Death Star, um, and, and you know having Bail Organa back there, and his mention of you know he mentioned sending Leia to Tatooine, yeah, to get Obi Wan. So there are a lot of little stuff in there that I, I, I can't wait to go back and watch the movie again. Is what it comes down to. Okay. And, and like you, I I went home and like we put in a New Hope, like me and my kids, and sat down and. I'm, I'm watching the beginning of that movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, this just plays right into it. Okay, so I did the same. Like we said, I watched all of them except the first two prequels, which I don't need to watch. Um, so where's it rank? Let's hear your rank. Ooh. I want to know everybody's rank. Now, to me, it almost like it was almost too dark, too adult. That I can have a criticism. Like I loved it. And I thought it nailed some of these moral complexities and and war, what war does to people and the sacrifices we have to make. But is that really Star Wars? Like Star Wars is about, you know, well, a knight and a princess and a pirate and a wizard sure. having an adventure. Like like these are made for us. They're made for yeah. the people who are now adults. Like I don't see a lot of you know merchant. You know, what kid wants to run out and buy a Captain Cassian toy? Like right. I just it's it has a different feel to it. Oh yeah. So is it a great movie or is it a great Star Wars installment? Mm-hmm. I think could be two different answers. I thought it was great. I liked it better than Force Awakens. Better, obviously, better than any of the prequels. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, so we'll slot it in there fourth place somewhere past the Jedi. originals, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's right now, and of course, I'm really excited about it, uh, just the same as I was of Force Awakens. For me, it's right on par almost with Jedi. Maybe just right below Jedi for me. Um, just for the simple fact that Jedi wraps up, you know, that story for the most part. But I, I'm the, I, I, I have very similar feelings. I felt like, you know, as someone who grew up with Star Wars, this movie was made for me. It wasn't really made for my kids. Um, it's PG-13 anyways. But, yeah, I felt like it's it's an adult Star Wars movie. And, and I have to realize, you know, George Lucas is gone now in the sense of making Star Wars. So we're in a new era of Star Wars. And if this movie sets the precedent for these new, this new Han Solo movie or whatever else they're going to do. This is the kind of, this is what we should have been getting from the prequels. This yes. is the kind of thing we should have been getting. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would much rather them steer in a serious direction than steer in a sillier right. pod mm-hmm. racing direction. Right, right. Yeah. But that's, you know, I'm in my 30s, so I don't know. <laughs> so you, so better than Force Awakens is yes. not, not just right under Jedi. Please. Yes. Okay. For right now, if I had to call right. it right now, you know, and that of course, you know, that could change with time or, or right. just on a second viewing. But I just, there was so many things I loved about this movie, and we talk about, you know, the CGI and stuff wasn't perfect, but man, it, it did it for me. I was just, yeah. like, I love seeing these characters and the look and the feel, and I was just like, this is my, you know, Star Wars is A New Hope is my favorite Star Wars movie, mm. and so many things, it just felt like. It was just one with that. Like, Jen Ursa starts the rebellion. She's the one that, I mean, she doesn't physically start to, but she starts that path for the entire first trilogy. She lights that fuse for that whole story. It definitely, I think, has the scale of the original ones. Yes. The epic... The size and the scope, like I said, some of the prequels, you know, he's talking about just a green screen, and you're just in a room or a thing. Like, you know, we see these massive statues that have collapsed, and yeah. that, you know, size-wise, yes, but it also means thousands of years of history. And like, mm-hmm. we see several different corners of the galaxy. We see all the races, all the aliens. Like, it just has that scope of the originals. Yeah. Well, I'm a little different. On that, my rankings. I like I said, I've just rewatched all this stuff, and I discovered that I don't. It's not just going to take getting to see X wings and Tie fighters on the big screen to do it for me. You know, I like you know. There's a three way tie for last with the prequels, <laughs> and this is right above it for me. Hmm. I, it's, no, it's, but it's a lot better than those, but, you know, I go Empire Star Wars, then Force Awakens. Hmm. I think Force Awakens is ten times, uh, ten times better than this movie. Right. I, I'm I, not trying I, to put the Force Awakens, no, I oh, love too. Oh, I, I know, yeah. and, and I think I could easily see anybody thinking this is better. You know, it's your own preference. I'd found out that what I like I like the Skywalker saga. I like, you know, I like the colorfulness to Force Awakens. I like those characters that were introduced. I got to know. I got to mm-hmm. know Ray and Finn and I love Daisy Ridley Ridley 10 times more than 
Felicity Jones, what, what they did in these movies. I just felt like so much more attached to them. The story that they made, I loved seeing, you know, the whole Han Solo, what, how that played out. Uh, I like Kylo Ren. I like where that story is going, his, mm-hmm. his confliction. Sure, sure. I like that, all the lightsaber battles between, between him and Finn and him and Ray. It's just, it was a beautiful movie. Like having just watched it, I was like, I would, if that was playing in the theater right now, I would go see it over Rogue One. Even having only, you know, having seen it three times in the theater before and only seen Rogue One once. I just, there were times in Rogue One I was bored. I'm serious. I was bored. There was a lot of setup and a lot of explaining because we didn't get a lot of this stuff. So it had to be explained and right, we had right. to skip over some, some motivation. Or whatever. And by the time I, I just never got to know these characters. I, I feel like if I'd had more, I mean, if I'd had an, a chance to get more attached to them, I may look at this movie differently. It was so gritty. I, I like that, but that's not Star Wars to me. When I went back and watched that real, original trilogy, it is not gritty. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I love about Star Wars. I, I don't mind a gritty movie, but it's just as far as the capsule that is Star Wars, that what what I like is what Force Awakens did. What they did, you know, they, that really is attached to the original trilogy. They look the same, just colorful and clear and just so much. I mean, you want to talk about hope and in, you know, that movie has a lot of joy in it. You know, I, I just, well, I was just so much more moved by that rewatching that at home after this. And this was just a bunch of people I didn't know. I mean, that's a bigger, uh, point in Force Awakens' favor is that that's just the first chapter right. in a whole new saga, and right. we already know more about Finn and Rey and all these new characters than these characters we're never going to see again. Right? We don't know. You know, we have more to go with these other characters, and we they already have surpassed. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a, a problem. Rogue One didn't have a chance to do that they didn't have a chance to set up characters like you know they can do this in force awakens because they know they can do the next act of their arc later we just are getting to know them so we got to know all the way they act and there was so much fewer of them there was only three or four new people you know yeah, force awakens already proved you can have several characters a lot of stuff going on a lot of action but add the heart and the humor and the motivation and the character beats right that you know they they set the groundwork they prove they can do it so you know if Rogue One had just come out without Force Awakens it may be a different look at it but well the Force yeah, the Awakens bars, the bar's pretty high yeah. yeah the Force Awakens had the advantage too that there were a lot of characters we already knew yeah. that yeah. we had a history yeah. we had Chewbacca true true and, oh, and he was droids. amazing yeah. in it sure <laughs> you know like like when I I'm serious when what I a when I watched that <laughs> I went home like I and watched the Force Awakens and I could not believe. How well re- I was receiving it after watching this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't feel where it, a lot of people, even us, it's a cookie cutter of Star Wars. It didn't feel like that at all to me. It felt like such an extension of the story. And just to get to see where, you know, these story, the storylines are all going to go. It's just like, I don't get, I can't, they were not going to give me anything with that. This was filling in a moment in time, connecting 
two th- two movies together, sure. and that's that was its job. And that's, I'm not faulting it for I that. Think it, I think it more though than that. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it connects. Like I said, the prequels to the Clone War show to Rebels to the this trilogy to the next trilogy. I think it connects a lot you know, of. That and together. I agree with that. And you know what? That's almost what I don't like about it is that. <laughs> It, I mean, I'm glad it does that fan service for people that want that, but I didn't need to see C-3PO. I didn't need to see Rebel stuff. I don't watch that. I don't, I want to see it go somewhere. I want to, you know, that's what I didn't like about the prequels is like, oh, we have to, we have to explain everything that's happening later. You know, that's. Oh, I didn't, I don't know. I'm I mean, not, I don't mean to, I'm. It's I one A and one B. Yeah, I don't know? want, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's what you want out of it and I, and I don't. Mean to trash it? No, I'm not trash. It. I could, liked. I really liked the movie. You could very well do the same thing with the time period between Jedi and the Force Awakens, which I'm sure at some point they'll be shoving oh, they stories will. in there. You know, if you remember back in the '80s, do you, you guys remember like Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movies? Do you remember those? No. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. What are you talking? The Ewok movies. I I can't. I almost said the F word. <laughs> If you freaking keep saying, if you keep saying the E word, you're gonna hear it. I just watched Jedi because, okay, like I said, I'm trying to figure I out have my the DVDs. old. I'm, I'm trying to read your house. Listen, no, yeah, I'll, you just try it. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatched all these movies trying to figure out my rankings, mm-hmm. and the only reason that Jedi beats this movie, Rogue One, is because we got Luke versus. Fader and the Emperor and that storyline is resolved and I love all that. Mm-hmm. But I hate Ewoks and I didn't realize how much until I rewatched it again. <laughs> like I, I was not, you know, I'm a little older than you guys, so right. Jedi was not like my prime Star Wars movie. So, but I still was, I was cool with it at the time. But it does not age well with the freaking Ewoks. I hate them. It's terrible. But you never okay. <laughs> Not so, the movie. Yeah. The Ewoks are you, terrible. You've, so you've really never seen like Caravan of Courage no. or the other one? I don't know. You haven't seen it either? I know that wasn't there like an animated show and there no, was No no no. Like, yeah, there was. There was droids in the Ewoks yeah. cartoon. Those were on Saturday mornings. No, there were two um originally I believe they were gonna be theatrical releases, but they ended up releasing them as T V specials. I used to watch I watched these a ton growing up, but they were um stand they were standalone films featuring the Ewoks and a family, and then a, a later the family gets killed, and there's it's just a little girl, and we have to have a screening of. <laughs> oh my <movie>. gosh! <laughs> but a lot. What my point being, a lot of <laughs> with Rogue One, some of it, the standalone story. This I am pissed about this. <laughs> this, is, this is not only Michael's job to bring up some very random thing, and no one knows what he's talking about. Oh my gosh. No, I, I do. I have the I have the DVDs at home. I was just getting ready to tell you guys how I've spent this last year. And I've really enjoyed getting to know the both of you, and now I'm changing. It. Jordan, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. No, I, I, I just don't like Ewoks, and I can't. I like maybe you will if you watch. Caribbean oh Saturday. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm nervous about. Just as a side note, since you bring that up. Is this next movie, episode eight, they're gonna mm-hmm. be on Octu. You know, that's where, you know, Ray meets Luke at the end. Right. There are apparently some sort of animal, bird animal that lives there and that they've based these creatures off of. 
that they're going to have these like razor beaked creatures, a bunch oh, God, of them on this. The steel pecker from a force away. I don't know what away. it is, but it's going to be like creatures. And all I could think was Ewoks, and I'm nervous oh, as hell. It's going to be that, that bird that the steel that pecks the steel. The steel pecker. What are you talking about? And the Force Awakens, that bird. <laughs> I remember from the Flintstones. No. <laughs> the bird. That, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just watched You invented another dimension. <laughs> no. In the Force Awakens, there's that one shot on ja- Jakku about oh, her. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's what it is, I guess. And that, boy, they better be Muppets. <laughs> if they're a bunch of CGI I hope they're like uh, uh, force peckers or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> force peckers. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't believe you guys haven't seen the Anyway, Gosh. so basically, that's what where I come to. I just think Force Awakens is far superior as far as making me feel get the Star Wars feeling. This was a great war movie mm-hmm. and it filled in some gaps and I like the Easter eggs because I like Star Wars and all that jazz, but it's not it wasn't it's not what I look for in a Star Wars movie. So like I said, I could, I ran back to the theater twice to see Force Awakens and I couldn't make myself go this week and I wanted to watch it again so I'd be a little more knowledgeable talking about mm-hmm. it tonight. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh man, I'm I'm real excited to see it again. Real like I don't know if it's gonna make my top ten of the year. Ouch. You're crazy. Ooh, burn. Sick burn. Right at the end. People will be calling you a steel pecker. (laughs) It's a force pecker. (laughs) Well, that was fun. So, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Um, So we got, let's see, we got like, uh, coming up next, next Christmas, we get episode eight. Right. Still untitled. Adam Driver, Kylo Ren says he he's pushing for no trailer. I'm I'm all on board. Sure, because if they have one, I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't want a trailer. I, I think it'll be a trailer of all scenes that aren't in the movie. That's fine. I guess. <laughs> it That's, worked this time. It worked this time. Yeah, and then and then after that, in May of 2018, is supposedly the Han Solo mm-hmm. movie. But we'll see if that gets pushed to Christmas, like. Yeah. Keeps that I'm weirdly exci- getting excited about Han Solo. You are. I can see. Uh, like, at first I was like, no, it, Han Solo can't be a different actor. But yeah, I'm starting to come around. Young Lando and Han and Chewie. And it's going to be great. Well, I only had a, a couple things we didn't quite fit oh, yeah. in here for my note. Uh, the, a couple of these little Easter egg type things that, that went around that you shared the, there's an, in episode four, there's an empty chair yes. in the circle room, and you know, obviously, that chair would have belonged to Critic. So, how cool as, is that? As you know, Tarkin and Va- you know the famous you know, your sorcerer's ways, that whole yeah. scene. There's some empty. There's an empty chair in that room, which oh, interesting. And there were no pins on the desk in front of him. Um, <laughs> and then also the rebels, uh, Red Five, the guy with the call sign Red Five, mm-hmm. got shot down and blown up. Yeah. So Luke. Is Red Five in Episode Four? So they you know, obviously he took over his yeah, call I, sign. Yeah, I heard yeah. That that's awesome. And in an Empire, you know, Luke is part of the Rogue Squadron, right? Where that so we now right, right, we know right. what they're honoring with that name. And I'll admit to being a little bit dumb that uh, the word stop uh, it right there. The word <laughs> <laughs> good night. The word Bothan was never used. Mm-hmm. Of the famous line, many that's, Bothan spies but die. That's not this. And oh, I was okay. like, I was saying there, I'm like. Does this have anything to do with Bothans or like? 
I didn't, it didn't obsess over it, but, uh, so if you're dumb like me, that line is said in Jedi yep, right. by Mon Mothra. But All that's the, like her most famous line, right, you know, yes. that's what everyone remembers. And when they first announced about this movie about the Death Star plans, like, oh, many Bothans are gonna die. Like, but that's said later in the series, right. so don't how, go into this movie expecting yeah. However, it's, it. Should we all take any flack, really, for, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of Death Stars being blown up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if, I would really like to have a that's movie. That's why I said we're gonna get another spinoff. We're gonna get a Bothan <laughs> Can movie. I get a movie with no Death Star? I saw a brilliant picture on the, inter- the internet of this random red rebel soldier, and it said, underneath it said, Manny Bothans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so. And then we didn't even talk about Red Leader and Gold Leader. And how that was... Some recycled footage. Yeah, I was like fist bumping in the theater. I was like, yes! <laughs> so, what else? Is that it? That's all I had. Okay. That's, I'm sure there's other Easter eggs and other uh, things, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there was probably an Ewok in there somewhere. <laughs> The original Ewok. <laughs> Caravanning somewhere. Encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had this idea I was going to send out to all the Jessies at some point here. For 2017, I want to start a thing, a new hashtag. So I thought if everybody, if you're listening, start listening to our podcast, or if you have been listening, I'd like to see everybody maybe take a take a quick photo with your cell phone or whatever, where you listen to our podcast at. Are you in the car or with the kids or locked in a bunker somewhere? And hashtag it. And to, to any of our naked Jessies out there, <laughs> don't in, feel in obliged your, to... In your back to tanks. <laughs> don't feel obliged to participate. <laughs> Yeah, let's keep it clean, <laughs> but hashtag it, you down with KPP. And I want to see what we get out of that. Let's see if we get any responses. Cool. Yeah, do it. I'm going to. We'll probably get a naked picture of Mike. <laughs> That's where I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> looking at a naked picture looking of Michael. <laughs> looking at naked Michael somewhere. Oh, that next. <laughs> sure. Let's end 2016. Thinking of Michael in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the podcast. In the back to tub. <laughs> in the back to tub. <laughs> With his Ewok teddy bear. Uh, so, yeah, we hope you all had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, wonderful holidays. Uh, yeah, New Year's coming up. Thank you for this past year. We've just been uh, re-airing our old Christmas episodes. So, yeah, we've been at this more than a year now. We are... Grizzled veteran podcasters, and we thank you for sticking with us all this time. And that Christmas special was mighty fine, even a year later. <laughs> it was a lot of fun yeah, to do. I really stuff. enjoyed re- re-listening to that this week. So, so join us next week. We're going to go. We're going to talk about all the movies coming out next year. Mm-hmm. It'll be the beginning of the year. You can see what we're looking forward to and what we're not looking forward to. And with that, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am also the illustrious Michael K. Easton. And of course, I am the illustrious Michael Case.
Pal, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.